I have talked to Mama by phone sometimes, when she's off tending to quilt tables at Central Market, downtown Lancaster. When it's possible and there's a lull, she'll slip away to a payphone and call. But those times are few and far between. More often than not, she sends cards and letters, even though I just live on the outskirts of the hollow. On two separate occasions here lately, I've walked down Hickory Lane to visit the wise woman, Mama's aunt, Ella Mezuk, under the covering of night. The elderly widow is my spiritual mother. Just last year, she led me in the sinner's prayer. In the stillness of her living room, I found forgiveness of sin through faith in the Lord Jesus— my heart had been longing for that moment my whole life long. Oh, Katie, my dear girl, time you seems to evaporate when we get together, ain't so? Ella May says, her head just a-bobbing up and down. The wise woman knows, without a doubt, the joys of friendship. Yeah, Ella May understands fully that time and distance means little, when it comes to family connections. We're like squares on a quilt, I tell her, sipping herbal tea in Ella May's dimly lit kitchen. Always connected we are, no matter. No matter. Pondering that, I truly wish something could be done, something within my power, about my present spiritual stand and my former church, the old order. Mama's wanted so much for us to visit over there, somehow or other. I'm pretty sure my father's the one who nicks the notion. Fact is, he follows the letter of the law, that does. He's strongly opposed to breaking bread, eating and talking together as if nothing's wrong, with either my husband or me, both of us under the ban and minding as former church members. Guess I can't blame him though I've heard tell of a good many Amish families, none from the Hickory Hollow Church District, but other places all the same, who bend the rules a bit for the sake of family ties. Not Samuel Lapp. He's kept his silence toward me since that cold autumn Sunday, the day my shunning officially began, showing no interest in reaching out to me whatsoever, as Mama has. Nary a phone call or the shortest note in the mail. None of that. Even my married brother Elam and his wife Annie, Dan's sister, thought enough to send a Christmas card. At the bottom of the card, though, Elam scrawled these words, We pray both you and Dan will be true-hearted and take the shunning seriously. Repent and return to your contract with God and the church. <laughs> Yet another opportunity for my big brother to admonish us about our sin of leaving the Amish for a less rigid fellowship of Christians, a church where salvation by grace is preached from the pulpit, but a church nonetheless that allows electricity and automobiles, a sin and a shame in the eyes of the old order. On my knees at age 19, I gave my heartfelt vow to be true to God and the Amish church. Having grown up old order, I was fully aware of the seriousness of such a kneeling oath, a lifetime packed with the Almighty, both then and now. 
I have kept my vow to God, even more so, I should say, since giving my heart fully to the Lord Jesus. Will that ever forgive me? To keep from fretting, I think on more practical things and set the house cleaning for our Friday company. Even so, that's reaction of me, his unforgiving spirit, casts its long shadow over my life. Katie decided to make a quick trip to the grocery store for a few items she needed for Friday evening. Store visits took some getting used to. On the farm, the necessary ingredients for most recipes were usually on hand in storage bins down in the cold cellar of Dad's old farmhouse. Since marrying Dan Fisher, she no longer grew all their produce due to limited space in the yard, but she tended a small vegetable garden. No longer was there any barn choring to be done, but who missed milking cows?